This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Confidential. We are smack in the middle of award season and talking about all these great movies from 2023. But let's take a break from that and talk a little bit about our most anticipated movies coming up in 2024. And there's so much to look forward to. With me, I have two great journalists and returning guests Senior culture reporter at HuffPost, Candace Frederick, and Thelma Adams, who writes for the AARP, Variety, and much more. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey. Pleasure. I'm excited about this. You guys have picked 10 movies. We are going to go 10 to 1, sort of like round robin. I don't have an order, so I've put mine in sort of possible release dates because I'm like the worst at ranking things. (laughs) So I've sort of put mine. But if you guys have anything you want to say before we start, any sort of precursors to the list? Yeah, mine's aren't ranked at all either. (laughs) Okay, good, good. (laughs) I don't feel lonely. (laughs) Mine aren't ranked either. And also, you know, we're just going into Sundance. So there's some a lot of there are a number of Sundance films that look really good that I've included. But right. in two weeks, we're gonna know if they're really good. And also I've picked some movies that maybe are more uh, you know, I write Jewish historical fiction and there's a lot of interesting Jewish titles. So those appeal to me. You know, as always, all three of us, we love things that are female-centered. But not, we don't have to stick to that, which is what's great. <laughs> We're open to everything. So, um, Candace, why don't you start? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> First off is Lisa Frankenstein, which comes out next month, I believe. Um, slated to come out next month. Um, it is a Frankenstein-esque. And I, right, out, right out the gate, I love anything with Frankenstein that has been inspired by Frankenstein. And this is written by Diablo Cody. I think it's kind of a romantic horror comedy. Um, and it's essentially about um, a teenage girl who, who's, she has a crush on a human corpse, a human corpse, and who suddenly becomes reanimated. So like they become alive they're mortal again and I guess hilarity ensues I I assume but I'm very interested in that I'm looking forward to that one too isn't that Robin Williams daughter Zelda who's directing it oh is that right yeah I'm excited to see her first film yeah uh, I did not realize that. I, I I got I ran away with the Diablo Cody of it all because she's I think is such a great writer. But oh, yeah. amazing! Is the is this Zelda's debut? I think so. It's her first feature. I don't know if she's done shorts or something like that, but as I understand it, it's her first. And who doesn't love a good? I mean, now we're sort of in the poor things era, mm-hmm. like a good Frankenstein right. metaphor for for a female. This this and it looks really funny just off the trailer. So good pick yes like give me all frankenstein and through a a female lens um i i hope it's great thelma you go you want to take one um there's a biopic that's coming out from directors diana dilworth and julia julia greenberg it's going to premiere not at sundance but at south by southwest and it's called dory previn on my way to where 
And Dory Previn is one of these lost figures, singer, songwriter, um, wrote the title song to Last Tango in Paris, wrote songs that Frank Sinatra sang, that Judy Garland sang. She was married to Andre Previn. So she also has big scandal in her past because he went, he went off to London and met the 23-year-old Mia Farrow. So there was a big scandal. He left her for Mia. So that was Mia's first scandal. So, <laughs> there, and also, I know. And I mean, her life is so crazy. It's, a, it's amazing that there hasn't been a biopic. Her father went off the deep end and held the family hostage. <laughs> you know, they're just, wow. it's like endless. And she was part of that Laurel Canyon scene. So here's this figure, kind of this zealot at the middle of so many things with so many songs that that are familiar to us. And yet, Dory Previn, like, does the name ring a bell? So that's really what I'm looking forward to. Amazing. So my first is uh, Love Lies Bleeding, which is coming out sometime in March. It's because I'm a huge fan of, did you guys see Rose Glass film Saint Maud? couple yeah. years ago okay. I thought that was just brilliant so I've been looking forward to what her next thing is and apparently this is like a torrid tale of crime and sex Kristen Stewart plays a woman who runs a gym and she falls in love with a, a bodybuilder played by Katie O'Brien and she has a terrifying dad played by Ed Harris that's pretty much what I know but it, I'm intrigued by her follow-up yeah, that's on that's on my radar as well. And I am not a fan of Kristen Stewart at all, at all. But uh, I'm a fan of the director and I'm a fan of the entire premise of this movie. So I'm just like, okay, I, I, I hope maybe this we'll is give gonna, it a chance. Yeah, and hopefully this is maybe this is going to be the movie that maybe turns turns the whole Kristen Stewart of it. Turns your love around. <laughs> I know, yeah. Candice, take it away. My next one is Drive Away Dolls, which is um, co-written by um, Ethan Cohen, um, who's kind of creatively separated from or branched out from his his brother, Joel Cohen. Um, and he, uh, from what I understand, this is kind of a Thelma and Louise-esque um, road trip gone awry, but far more comedic than Thelma and Louise was, starring um Margaret Qualley and Geraldine Viswanathan, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Forgive me if it's not, but she's, they're both great. I'm big fans of their, of theirs. And so uh, Pedro Pascal makes an appearance, Coleman Domingo's in it. Like it's such a stat cast and it looks so silly and, but also really fun. Um, kind of feels like old school Cohen too. Yeah. It's very like kooky humor that's often wrapped around crime. I mean, I even think about like something like um, No Country for Old Men, which is not immediately a, a comedy. It has comedic moments, but it's very, very quirky. Mm. Or Raising Arizona. Raising or Arizona. Is, you know. Those are like squarely comedic movies Raising Arizona for sure. But we simple, love. yes. It, has, it revolves around a crime as well. Thelma? So, so moving on, my next movie is Shirley, the Shirley Chisholm biopic with Regina King. 
Mm -hmm. I'm again looking at, I just love these, this idea that we're resurrecting women. I think more people possibly know about Shirley Chisholm than Dory Previn, but I may be wrong on that. I think it's a moment where we need heroes, sheroes, and I want to see Regina King fly as this incredible politician in her, first in her class. Yes, I'm yeah. also looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. I love Regina King. So I just am riding on her back for this. Hope it's great. Um, so my next one I just found out is apparently pushed and that I was really looking forward to Bong Joon-ho's follow-up to Parasite called Mickey 17, which is apparently a um, sci-fi astronaut story with Robert Pattinson. So um, I am have to shelve that one, but I just mentioned it instead Copolis Megalopolis. Megalopolis. This That's is cute. the, as usual with Francis Ford Coppola, it's a myth already been built around this film where apparently he spent all his own money on it and it's this huge dream of him to make him. It's an epic sci-fi story starring Adam Driver about rebuilding New York City into a utopia after some sort of disaster has happened. Also a stacked cast, Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, Giancarlo Esposito, Aubrey Plaza, and anything Coppola, I just am very curious to see. That sounds fascinating. And also, I have to say, Adam Driver, I was getting tired of him. <laughs> but um, I am, I loved Ferrari, and I mm -hmm. think he was terrific in Ferrari. And now I want to, I'm curious where he's going to go, because I, I've, I'm a believer again. Well, he does <laughs> tend to work with these big mega directors between his other projects. So he definitely is staking out a very interesting career for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I'm looking forward to that. Candice? I, so I'm a horror nut, so I am always kind of scouring for whatever the next horror movie is, often to my disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> but I am hopeful about the next Bloomhouse movie, um, which is slated for March, called Imaginary, starring Dewanda Wise, who I love, and I think more recent audiences might know her from the Netflix iteration of, um, She's got to have it. She starred in that. Um, right. But yeah, she is going to star as a stepmother to a child who um, has an imaginary friend. And I'm using heavy air quotes when I say that. And this imaginary friend is apparently demonic or evil of some sorts. And that's literally all I know. And I'm interested in this idea of building this evil lens around the idea of an imaginary friend which is already a kind of unstable um notion um and it's Bloomhouse and it's Dewanda and I just hope it's I hope it's great so that's why it's on my list yeah I love the premise and it scares you <laughs> yeah those I mean simple premise like that can either be We've seen it before, or it can just be genius if they do it right. So, so that's yeah. always fun. Thelma? Mm -hmm. Okay, pulling from the Sundance pile, a movie called A Real Pain. Jesse mm. Eisenberg, it's his sophomore directorial effort. He wrote it and he co stars with Kieran Culkin. So, first of mm. all, Eisenberg, <laughs> Kieran Culkin, you have me. But then there's the story. It's um, semi-autobiographical, but it definitely is fiction. 
It's about these two cousins who go on um, what you could call a heritage journey. Jewish cousins who go back to Poland to see their grandmother and to see what happened to their family. So it's a road trip. It's an odd couple buddy movie. And it delves into one of the darkest chapters of Jewish history and how contemporary Americans, how, you know, the intergenerational trauma mm. fascinates me. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't heard of that one. I didn't much like his directorial debut, which I saw at Sundance, if it was last yeah. year or the year before, but it's always good to. I like everybody getting a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> and a third and a fourth and a fifth. Keep on working. I'm interested to see what he does next directorial wise. But um, yeah, I also was not a fan of that first effort at all. Um, I'm going on the biopic route again with some women here. And that's Back to Black, April 25th, I think is the release date on that one. And it's, of course, about Amy Winehouse, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, who made a movie about John Lennon called... No, I never saw that one, Nowhere Boy. Did you guys see that? I never no. heard of it. So I I didn't know that one. But I mean, of course, this is about Amy Winehouse. These are big shoes to fill. Industries, Marissa Abella is playing her. Um, see, it can either be very basic biopic and it doesn't work, or but it's a great cast. Leslie Manville plays her grandmother and um, Mark Ronson is one of the producers. So it has potential. It could also be super formulaic and doesn't do her justice at all. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about it. I'm interested in Amy Winehouse as a subject. I didn't care for, I'm one of very few who didn't care for the, the documentary. documentary. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really speculative too. I didn't quite like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it seemed very, very sensationalized. I it was spectacular. <laughs> Again, very few, one of very, very few. A tiny you know what? We've all been sitting in that very few spot, you know? <laughs> So it's okay. That's what makes it interesting. Totally. I, I, but yeah, this, I, I, I couldn't get through industry, not because it's bad. I think because I, I didn't have the temperament for it at the time, but I do recognize the quality. Um, I, so I don't, and I don't recall her on the show, but uh, I have some reservations about, you know, her performance from what I've seen just only in pictures, which is really not a good indication. Uh, or stills from the movie. I hope it's great. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about it and it can go either way. I mean, especially, you know, how a biopic can be when it's just, yeah. it doesn't go delve into anything new or anything, any depth. So oh, who knows? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I was like, my, my issue a lot with biopics and celebrity documentaries is that they're not really challenging the subject. It's more of a, like a PR, like a, like a, like a tribute, salute. Exactly. And I need more than that because we all know that they're a good singer or a good actor or whatever the case was. We need more of their complexities because every human is complex and we need to see more of that in, um, portrayed on screen. Absolutely. Agreed. You know what? Lisa Cortez's Little Richard documentary. Oh, I love that. Is, That's a fantastic seems, one. Seems to be that one that really digs in and finds the places where he is complex, where he contradicts himself. And I think that's that sets the bar for me. And one of my biggest disappointments was seeing that that documentary did not 
seemed to that it didn't get into the documentary shortlist for 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I I was extremely disappointed. I remain very disappointed about that because it's it's one of the best documentaries I saw last year. That and the Brooke Shields documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know when we while we're doing this round robin, I just thought <laughs> that rather than doing back to black as my tenth, I'll just chime in here and say. You know, looking at the trailer, I I really liked the, the Winehouse documentary. And I am curious how they portray her evolution into this, you know, this character, who she was before she became the Amy Winehouse that she became. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's on, it also is one of the ones I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. I am going to go back to horror <laughs> and say <laughs> um a quiet place day one which i believe is slated for june this year um and it's a prequel because we don't have enough prequels and so <laughs> we're getting another prequel to uh a quiet place which already has two uh movies in the can already this is going back to as the subtitle indicates day one where um i assume uh, because there's not a lot of plot details that I assume they're going to really kind of reflect or give us some insight on how this family got to like how the situation got so dire and how this family kind of came to be what what we know them to be so basically if you're unfamiliar with the A Quiet Place franchise it's it's uh, a small family they're kind of like one of the very few families that have survived a really mysterious apocalyptic monster invasion um and they've dwindled in the past two two films and they've met some really nefarious characters human characters um but i think this uh this prequel which actually is gonna star um lupita nyong'o um yeah. And yeah, we're just, I guess we're just going to go back to the beginning and how it all started. And this is not John Krasinski, um, at least not directing. Um, this is on my list too, because another director, this is Michael Sarnowski, who did Pig. Remember that one with Nicolas Cage? Right. Which I really liked. Very much looking forward to what they do, even though I'm also kind of sick of prequels. Yeah. Thelma? So we talked back to Black. Um I'm interested in another Sundance <laughs> movie, um, Freaky Tales from Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden, who I have always enjoyed their movies and their indie, you know, an indie pair that have continued to make great kind of freaky films. And I went to college at Berkeley in Northern California, graduated in 81, and this is about Northern California misfits in the late 80s. So it'll feel it's you. like home. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky tales, I could tell you. And, um, it stars Pedro Pascal and Ben Mendelsohn. So, and it should be funny and freaky and dark. Um, and I hope they pull it off. I have this. It's funny. So I didn't put any Sundance titles on my list because I, I I assume that none of them have dates yet but I do realize some of them do have like distribution because a lot of them don't free details I didn't realize had distribution but I am actually planning to see that when I head to the mountain later this week but 
that is on my list too. I'm very excited about that one. Oh, can't wait to hear what you think of it. Um, that sounds great, Belma. And we'll be, Candice, I'm going to be following you <laughs> and your Sundance and uh, just, you know, take your airborne now, start it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no flu. So we don't want to see that. <laughs> no, no. I'm usually pretty and I'm knocking on wood. I'm pretty good, but um, yeah, we'll see. It's always cold and snowy. <laughs> So I'm going to continue with the title coming out in April, which is supposed to come out last year. Um, and that's Challengers, uh, the new Luca Guadagnino tennis movie starring. It's a, like a love triangle between Zendaya and two male players, Mike Feist and Josh O'Connor. And and this was supposed to premiere at some of the festivals, I think. But because all the strikes, it's been pushed to this year. Yeah, I'm somewhat curious about that. I I really like the director's work and I think that's mostly why I would watch. Yes. Um, the premise isn't, I don't know, maybe it's just not a really, frankly, well-written log line, but, but <laughs> maybe that's just what it is. But yeah, the premise isn't really grabbing me immediately. But You mean um, tennis and love triangles isn't like everything you wanted to see? <laughs> it is literally nothing I want to see. <laughs> so like none of that combination, I'm just like, okay. But yeah, I, I'm curious because of him. Yeah, and also Mike Feist was like the breakout of West Side Story. So yeah, we I'm want him to continue to breaking out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. I have Beetlejuice <laughs> again. Horror. I'm so looking forward to Beetlejuice. So I, um, my youth. You know, yes, for sure. I mean, like Beetlejuice, I love the original movie and I'm, something about this is making me think that this is not going to be great, but I think I need to watch it so I can determine that for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more of Beetlejuice. I'll just say that name one more time yeah not oh, enough no. it's jen ortega and some of the old cast is winona ryder in it i don't remember yeah winona ryder's coming back i assume a small thing winona ryder and Catherine o'hara are both mm. coming back for i assume uh small small roles um i don't know if michael keaton um will be there or what capacity he'll be in if he returns. and it is burton right yes yeah well, I mean, it has potential. I, I'll go. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's really just like, 
you know, to Salma's point, it's just like, do we really need this? Absolutely not. And that's where I'm kind of like saying, like, we don't need, like, Beetlejuice is already fantastic on its own. It really doesn't need to expand. But sometimes we want some candy. Sure, sure. Love candy. Thelma? <laughs> I do have a horror movie on my list, so I'm going to move it up. Nosferatu. I have that too. Yay, me too. Sure. Are vampires horror? Yes, of course yes. they are. Do I love what we do in the shadows? It's one of my favorite shows. Yes. It's Eggers again. And he can go for me. He can go either way. Loved the witch. Hated Northman. Loved it. The witch. Hated Northman. So I am like, okay, let's see what you got with Willem Dafoe and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I just somehow feel like he's going to knock this out of the park. Bill Scar scored as Count Orlock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Lily Rose Depp, who hopefully gets a better project than the idol to oh. show her chops. <laughs> no, I'm literally super looking forward to this, too. I mean, potentially the perfect project for Eggers. I hope it's great. I'm not actually a fan of the directors at all, but no. <laughs> um, I am a big fan of the Nosferatu legend. Um, and so I'll probably watch anything good and bad, obviously, um, that comes out of that mythologic myth, that mythology. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's on my list as well. And I'm going to do a prequel <laughs> <laughs> and that's Furiosa Mad Max saga. Anya Taylor-Joy is filling Charlize Theron's boots. It's um, George Miller is back directing, and uh, I think the it looks amazing. The what we've seen, the images that have come out for now, Anya Taylor Joy is such an interesting actor. So um, I'm super looking forward to this. Same, yeah, that's on that's that's on my radar as well. I I I mean, I have the same kind of uh quibbles that I have with a quiet place because I'm just like do we need more no we absolutely don't but will I watch it yes absolutely. yes <laughs> it seems like that type of year doesn't it yeah Thelma I think I sort of jumped the line here sorry go ahead oh, fine um you know I'm really looking for some a movie that has already played some festivals and um got pushed into 2024 and that's the bike riders hmm. it's direct it's directed by Jeff Jeff Nichols, who did Mud, and it's the cast just just sings. It's Jodie Comer, Tom Hardy, Austin Butler, in a biker film that travels to the deep canyons of the Easy Rider era. It just looks to me kickass. These are like three actors that I want to see, and um, I'm a big fan of Easy Rider and that era. And it hasn't, and biker films have not been overdone in the past decade, two decades. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, you had me at Easy Rider. I don't really know much about this movie, but I do know Easy Rider. And... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on... Okay, I'm, I'm revved. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I won't say too much, but I will say I saw it at Telluride. It's gorgeous, ah. but... Mm. <laughs> it's okay. I'll leave it up to you guys to then fill in the context but the, the, I think there's a reason why it's been pushed a bit here and there even though it was one of the big Telluride titles oh, dear. so um, I'll uh -oh. leave it at that 
<laughs> That's the problem about, you know, talking in the next, about the things that you have not seen. Always yeah. a danger. So we'll see what you think. Candice? Okay. Oh, I have to, again, return to what I think is going to be a prequel. I don't really know. It's definitely a part of a major franchise, The Lion King. So, and uh-huh. this is literally the only reason. Didn't we just point. see that? So, yes, basically the whole Beyonce of it all. But um, there's <laughs> a, a Mufasa, The Lion King, which I believe is just kind of uh, follow his very specific orange origin story it is um directed by barry jenkins and that's the only reason i want to watch it (laughs) because Mm, he is extremely smart uh he's very good at selecting movies that he loves that he champions that he produces and gets behind but also his own stories that he wishes to tell so that's literally the only reason i don't think that there's any plot details that is purely an assumption that I think it's going to be an origin story based uh, around uh, Mufasa and the Lion King. And yeah, so we'll see. I think that heads to theaters in uh, late December. Well, you had me at Barry Jenkins, but not so much as another Lion King, but uh, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thelma, is it me or you? Do you want to go ahead or? It's you. Okay. Um, I have a, I'm a little cheat here because I'm putting a couple together, which I'm calling, I have to admit, I'm curious, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley, or Axel F, of course, Eddie Murphy. What's that going to be like? Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it, Kevin Bacon, and Bad Boys 4, Will Smith, Martin <laughs> Lawrence are reuniting and coming back. What's that yes. going to be? It's the same directing team as the last one, which is a huge success. And Ridley Scott's Gladiator 2. Paul Meskel, incredible cast. Again, Pedro Pascal. Is this like the 10th time we've named him just oh, today? Yeah. And Denzel Washington. And who can go wrong with Denzel Washington? And all of these three, I'm thinking could go either way, but I'm extremely curious. At, and if they can bring back audiences, some of them seem so old. Um, I mean, are they looking to get the kids or us, the nostalgia group, or who's supposed to go see these three? But um, I'm curious. All I can say is I loved Beverly Hills Pop. Me too. And I think that Eddie Murphy, you know, he has matured in terms of how he deals with his audience and other people, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, but he always entertains me. He always makes me laugh. And so I, I, I'm really curious about that one. The other two, um, that, you know, after the Will Smith thing, they could have called it very bad boys. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, Ridley Scott, I feel like it's great that Sir Ridley now in his 80s keeps on making these big films. But the last couple have fallen flat for me. But still, big Gladiator fan, big Paul Mescal fan. So let's see. Yeah, I have, I mean, bad boys, I just love especially the first film so much. And I just want to see it just so I can, again, finish it out. I feel like yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. I um, I can't say I'm excited about that. I, I love Eddie Murphy quite a bit, but I, I don't know. I don't quite understand his last several projects. I mean, everything, I think not to go on a whole tangent, but I think 
Dolomite was such a good movie and I was hoping he would kind of stay on Continue that. Continue that lane, yeah. Amazing movie. Uh, and I would say, thinking about that, underappreciated. I think maybe he's a guy that, he's a guy, he's a star, you know? Mm-hmm. He's an actor who has gone out on a limb and sometimes he's been smacked for it or just hasn't been patted on the head to the degree that he would like. And so this seems like something that's more, if it's good, he will be patted on the head. I hope so. It didn't really happen with Dolomite, but I hope so. Not enough, man. So Candy Cane Lane wasn't your big Christmas movie, Candace? (laughs) Gathered around with friends and family? (laughs) But my mom loved it yeah <laughs> well i thought that too we had a good time watching yeah. it but i mean it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is Thelma, take it away um, another one on my list that we haven't talked about between the temples the director nathan silver you know not a hugely strong director but it's a jewish story um pairing carol kane and jason schwartzman yes and and Carol Kane cannot be bad. She's just someone who's always good. I enjoy Jason Schwartzman, a comedy about a cantor who is giving bat mitzvah lessons to his grade school teacher who's getting a late bat mitzvah. It's not really the best description of the plot, but with these characters in motion, I'm curious and anything that brings Carol Kane up you know, she came out, it, I don't know, I think everybody has seen Hester Street, which is one of her early films. I have not. It's about the Jewish immigrant experience. And it's a, you know, if you think of Sundance and early independence, it's Joan Micklin Silver, mm. uh, pretty much a pioneer of women filmmakers. And it's now going to be made into a play with music that's going to debut um, this spring in D.C., and I want there to be, I want Carol Kane to get her prop. I'm singing her. She's great. I, I've heard of this movie. It's, it's going to be at Sundance. It was not on my radar to watch, but I, I do, I am familiar with it. I really like her a lot. I am less hot on him, on his work as an actor, but um, I, I really like her quite a bit. We have like 10 minutes left barely so maybe we'll do two more each and I think one of them we several of us may have and that's this movie I really didn't like the first one but I really want to see the second one and that is Joker Folia Deux of course Todd Phillips is back with Joaquin Phoenix but this is with apparently a musical with Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn Um, also lots of pictures we've seen coming out of the production I'm super curious at what direction they're going that in my opinion it was so reductive the first one just a bunch of Scorsese movies put together and is this something different um so I'm another movie that I'm just really curious about how it's gonna go and what it's gonna be like for audiences is it gonna be a big thing or you know what's the pull that Lady Gaga has here and yeah the the whole musical part of it all is very strange to me. I can't picture that at all. <laughs> I, I also thought that the first movie was just like, okay, we don't we don't need this. Like, I think, I think honestly, didn't Joker didn't really need his own film because I think what we saw in the Dark Knight was so incredible. Oh, yeah. 
Joker, like like such a good Joker story that we I just we we didn't need it. I mean, I also think that Joaquin Phoenix is a tremendous actor, so there's that. So I don't know, but I was just like, and I'm like lukewarm on uh, Lady Gaga um, as an actor. So yeah. hopefully this will all turn me around. I'll say that this is number one on my hate watch list. Oh. <laughs> I have to see it. I have to see it. <laughs> but I really, the, the first Joker gave me hives. <laughs> I saw it in Toronto. I was way up in the balcony, um, in the front row of a very high balcony. And I was afraid there were going to be people leaping off the balcony because it was like, oh my God. So <laughs> even, whatever I feel about Joaquin Phoenix in his various iterations, sometimes brilliant, sometimes repulsive, I would say that, um, yeah, number one on my hate watch list. I'm definitely going to see it, but um, gee, I know we're supposed to go in without expectations and like have an open but I will like, <laughs> I'll ohm and I'll, you know, try to do it that way. Professional. <laughs> Candice? I was really trying to figure this out because because you guys took all pretty much all the other movies that I had on my list. But um, two that kind of jumped to mind is Ghostbusters, which is another um, sequel. I think this is the fourth one. And the subtitle was like Frozen something, I guess it's like we're in some kind of frozen apocalypse uh, and Ghostbusters um, True Detective. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they they need to, they need like they need the Ghostbusters to come in and intervene and save the world. And that's that's literally and this world needs saving, Candace. It truly does, especially on a nostalgia trip. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and not always for good. <laughs> Thelma? Well, my last two that I have on my list are things that we've been that we've talked about. Um, Furiosa, the Mad Max saga. George Miller can direct a movie, and it's propulsive. And I think Anya Taylor Joy. I loved um, the previous Furiosa movie, and I think that she's gonna just go all out, throw herself into. You know, you see the trailer and. You know, it's a it's going to be if you like action movies. I since the very first Mad Max with Mel Gibson, I've been on this ride, mm. and um, I haven't been disappointed. I think George Miller came back with huge energy and vigor and force, and so I'm looking forward to that. And my other movie that we've discussed is um, Love Lies Bleeding with Kristen Stewart, who I have a lot of faith in. I think she has really terrific taste. She never phones it in. And Ed Harris has, Ed Harris always good, but he has like the worst bald, long hair thing going on in the trailer. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> let's get bad to the bone Ed Harris so I'm looking forward to that I'll do my last ones here which I'm surprised Candace, you didn't take or you maybe don't like Maxine which is the follow-up to Ty West and Mia Goth's horror trilogy um supposedly yeah. this will round up the slasher 
trilogy that they're doing. I'm, I'm interested in that one. I'm also really curious about the new Jordan Peele project, which I've tried to figure out what that is, but they've just sort of announced that it's coming in 2024. I'm big fan of his work. And I'm also surprised that none of us have mentioned Dune part two. Maybe that's not on our <laughs> radars in terms of sequels, <laughs> but it's, it's not so much on mine. So, but uh, just rounding things off with those, I'm, I'm really curious about. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of the first Dune, but I don't, I also don't think that that's really my wheelhouse that whole, I think <laughs> I keep jumping around a bit because I'm, I'm still struggling with it. Because I, I think it's really for uh, fans of the book and the original movie. And because I don't have that entry point, I'm really just getting kind of a crash landing into this world. I didn't really think that the movie really, in a satisfying way, really dropped us into this world where we have a grip on what's even going on. And it's mm-hmm. all, all those really slow. So a lot of things, I have, a, lot, a lot of issues with it. And it's, it's slow and long. You can only be, you can be slow, you can't be long. You can be long, you can't be slow. Um, yeah, but that's definitely one of the most anticipated movies in terms of like people that the internet is writing about. I mean, that's the one interesting to the see. The three of us are not interested in it. No. <laughs> just, yeah, let's just say, yeah, they're writing about it. And maybe that's what's great about the three of us getting together is talking about all of these other movies that are going to come. And I've got to say that you're this exercise of looking ahead and looking at the movies ahead. I found some things that I was not expecting and I'm looking forward to. So I'm appreciative. I, I also, Maxine was on my list. You just, you just said it before me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's on my list. I was not a, a huge fan of, Pearl, um, I was a big, big fan of X. Oh, X. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I hope, I, you know, I hope Maxine just really pulls it all together. I mean, I, I really, really like Mia Goth. Um, I love Ty West's work as well. So yeah, I, I'm totally going to see that. And did you have anything left, Candace? Do you want to take us out? I don't. I was just going to like, kind of very mildly suggests um ballerina which is i think a spinoff of a john wick yes (laughs) but through a female lens and i really despise this whole trend of like oh it's like john wick but for women i Mm, no with all my might i hate that Mm. (laughs) i hate that i hate the type of marketing i hate all of that um but i you know i i hope it's it's good um I'm trying to remember the the actor's name um who's in it but um the one from blonde Ana right? de Almas oh not down yeah Armas yeah so I I genuinely like her obviously blonde was a mistake but I, I generally like but her. in bond when she's when she had that action scene in bond which may have given them the idea to cast her here um as and as and I think Candace is a hundred percent right when you talk about a a female, you know, a John Wick to in, interest a female audience. John Wick has Keanu Reeves. Is someone not like making the simple connection? Do something more original. Such a pat on the head. There's so many fantastic female stories out there. We don't have to go to those. We absolutely do not. It drives me, it makes me ill so much. Yeah. 
Guys, well, maybe we should meet up again in a year and see what we thought of these. That could be a fun exercise. Yeah. <laughs> There's like 30 films we hated. <laughs> in 2024. Yeah, most <laughs> most likely we'll have found a bunch of other ones in 2024, but it'd be interesting to see where. Thank you so much for joining me. Why don't we just end off telling where everyone can read your work and find you, Candice? Uh, yeah, so I'm on HuffPost. You can find me there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter or X. My handle is RealTalker. Um, so yeah, those are probably the best place. And you can find me at aarp.org where I'm a film critic and am reviewing weekly. I also am writing about TV and film for The Wrap and working with a fantastic foreign language TV streamer called MHZ Choice. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. And have a great time at Sundance, Candice, too. You. And you're going to Berlin. So I look forward yeah, to following you. Yeah, and I'm going to Berlin. So mm -hmm. it's a, and I love, Berlin is also a place of discovery. So mm -hmm. there'll be more films to add to this list after I go to Berlin. Yeah. Thank same. you guys so much. Bye. 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 I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> I know, right?